the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Church of the Redeemer in Gatorsburg, Maryland. Welcome to Practical Living with Dale O'Shield, Senior Pastor of Church of the Redeemer in Maryland. We pray that through this message, you will learn how to apply God's Word and truth to your life. Stay with us as we discover God's truths that will transform us. The first thing I'd like to talk to you about today is to understand that God actually shapes your life. God is in the process of shaping your life through the responsibilities and processes of your daily duties. That God gives you daily duties and in, them, those, in those responsibilities, God is actually doing something to shape you and to mold you into the person that he created you to be. The most important thing that we'll ever do in life is to actually become the person God wants us to be. It's not that we would do what God wants us to do. It's that we would be who God wants us to be. Because if we can become the person God wants us to be, then we will do what we need to be doing in life. And so God's primary calling for you is to work in you, to shape you and mold you into that person that he designed for you to be. Now, God does that very much like a potter will take a lump of clay and put it on a potter's wheel, and that potter knows how to shape it and use the right tools so that the, the lump of clay becomes something that is beautiful and useful. And every day of your life, God is taking you and I as, as a lump of clay, and He's putting us on a potter's wheel, and He's using certain tools in our life to shape us, to mold us into that person He's called us to be. He's shaping us. And one of those set of tools that he uses in life is the tool called your daily duties and your daily responsibilities. And every day, there are influences that come your way, there are pressures that you experience, there are things that will happen in the exercising, execution of your daily duties that God is using as tools to shape you. Every person here has responsibilities. You are responsible for something in your life right now. And what is God trying to do in your life right now through your daily duties and responsibilities? The Apostle Paul really believed in the power of what God wanted to do in people's lives every day. Every day is important. Would you say that with me to, right now? Every day is important. Listen to Paul's words to the Thessalonian believers in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verses 7 through 13. I'm reading from the Living Bible. Notice the emphasis he places on every day, all right? For you well know that you ought to follow our example. So he's about to describe the example he set. You never saw us loafing, that is, just not doing anything productive. You never saw us loafing. We never accepted food from anyone without buying it. We worked hard day and night for the money we needed to live on in order that we would not be a burden to any of you. It wasn't that we didn't have the right to ask you to feed us, but we wanted to show you firsthand how you should work for your living. Paul said, every day you saw how we lived our lives. We were hard workers. We were investing in anything that God gave us and everything God gave us day by day. 
Verse 10, even while we were still there with you, we gave you this rule. He who does not work shall not eat. That is, to be productive in life, there's investment in life. And then verse 11, yet we hear that some of you are living in laziness, refusing to work and wasting your time. Wasting your time in gossiping. That is not taking advantage of the day in your daily duties. And then he says in verse 12, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we appeal to such people. We command them to quiet down, get to work, and earn their own living. And to the rest of you I say, dear brothers, never be tired of doing right. Now think about this for a moment. The second thing I want to share with you this morning, very important to understand, a belief that you need to have is this. How you handle the little things in life is a big thing. A lot of people miss this belief. How you handle the little things in life really is a very big thing. Unfortunately, a lot of folks, when they think about life, they think only in the big terms. Well, it's only the big decisions that matter. You know, some decisions are not really that significant. It's only the big things that matter. It's only the big sins I commit that are really that important. The little things really don't matter a whole lot. It's only the big opportunities I'm looking for in life. I don't have to worry about those little things that come my way. I want, I want big stuff for my life. And a lot of folks are focused on the big assignments. Don't ask me to do little things. I want to do something big with my life. Everybody is all about the big. But when you, when you begin to study Scripture, you begin to realize that God is very interested in the little, sometimes even more interested in the little than he is in the big, because God says, if you can get the little right, the big will be okay. If you can learn to handle the little things appropriately and understand how valuable they are, then the bigger things will take care of themselves. What are we talking about little? It might be a little attitude that can ruin a lot of things in your life. It may seem to be little, but it has big impact. It might be a little habit that you're not dealing with that over time will grow into a big bad habit that can destroy your life in significant ways. It might be just a little failure to attend to a responsibility that you've been given. And that little bit of failure begins to mount up over a period of time and cost you in significant ways. But the little things matter. Many times, as you'll see in Scripture, when God gets ready to do a big miracle, He starts with little things. Do you remember the story of... The time when Jesus told his disciples to feed the 5,000. 5,000 men plus the women and the children that were there. It could have been a crowd of fifteen to 20,000 people that were gathered on that hillside that day. And Jesus looked at his disciples and said, feed them. Let's give them something to eat. And so the disciples began to scratch their heads and try to figure out how we're going to do this. And we don't have enough money to buy food for all this, 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 this massive amount of people. What are we going to do? And Jesus encouraged them to look in the crowd to see what was available. And of course, they found the little boy that brought his lunch that day. And it was five loaves and two fish. And they brought it to Jesus. And they said something like this, Jesus, here is what we found. This little boy has five loaves and two fish. But what is that among such a great need. What, what significance is this little bit that we have? This little lunch. Five loaves and two fish. You see all these people. And Jesus said, give me the little. And if you'll give me the little, I'll turn it into a lot. And what Jesus will do in your life is if you will be faithful to give him and be faithful in the little things in life, your little can turn into a lot. But it starts with being faithful in the little. What little things in your life really are big things that God says you need to change your perspective about that dimension of life. Listen to what Jesus said in Luke 16, verse number 10. If you are faithful in, what's the next word there? Little. Would you circle that first word, if? 
That's a conditional word. Yes, in other words, I'm about to give you a condition for success in life or failure in life. If, that is, this is something you can determine that you will do or not do. If you are faithful in little things, and then here is the prediction. He says, I know something about you. You will be faithful in large ones. Jesus said, I understand something about human nature. I can watch how people handle little things and predict what will happen in their future. If you are faithful in the little things, I know that you can then handle larger things in life. But if you are dishonest in little things, you, will be, you, you won't be honest with greater responsibilities. That little word dishonest there in the Greek language is a word that obviously means means deceptive. It's a word clearly that means that, but it also means to be unjust, to actually be a bad judge or to have a sinful approach to things or to have bad judgment. If you have bad judgment in the way you exercise your duties over little things, you'll have bad judgment in how you exercise your responsibilities over larger things. So Jesus is emphasizing this if, if you do this, if you handle the small things well. See, the world tells you don't sweat the small things. But God says, no, pay attention to the small things because they matter. Matthew 25, verse, th- verse 23, it's a story that needs to be said in its context. We talked a little bit about it last week, and Jesus is telling this parable of, of three men, a master and three men, an owner of a business, and three guys that worked for him, and he's about to go away on a job, on a business trip for a period of time, so he calls these three employees in, and to one he gives five bags of gold or five things to invest. To another man, he gives two bags of gold or two things to invest, and another man, he gives one bag of gold or one thing to invest according to their abilities, and he says, I'm going away for a period period of time. And then he comes back and he calls all three of these employees back together. And he asks for them to give an account as to what they've done with what was given to them. And the man with five bags had now turned his into 10 bags of gold. The man with two had turned his into four bags of gold. The man with one had done absolutely nothing with what had been given to him. I'm going to read for you what Jesus said to both of the men that that produced something with their life. The man that produced went from five to ten. The man that went from two to four. Listen to the same record that the master gives. The scripture says in verse 23 of Matthew 25, the master said, well done, my good and, what's the word again? Faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this. What's the next word there? Small, okay? You've been faithful in handling this small amount, so now, that is because you did that, so now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. The master said, you really did well. You took the little bit that I gave you. I gave you five, and you turned it into ten. I gave you two, and you turned it into four. You took the little bit that I gave you, and you did something with it. You invested in the little And it became more. Now I'm going to give you even more. Here's the principle of life. The principle that Jesus gives us. God has a promotion plan for you. Did you know that? Did you hear me? God has a promotion plan for you. He wants to take you in continuing steps of growth in your life. He wants to continue to promote you in life. That's the plan of God. But to promote you, you've got to be faithful where you are with what you have right now. Because if you're not faithful with what you have right now, it's a predictor of what's going to happen to you in the future. And so promotion comes by being faithful with what you're given. And when you're faithful with what you're given, then you move to the next level and you're faithful with that. And then you move to the next level and faithful with that because with every promotion comes extended responsibilities. Not just extended blessing, but extended responsibilities. What God is saying is he's looking for people in our world that will be partners together with him to help him do his work in the world. 
Take a look with me at what Solomon said in the Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 15. He says, catch us the foxes. I love this next phrase. For it's the little foxes that do what? Spoil the vines, for our vines have tender grapes. Solomon was reflecting back on times that he'd seen vineyards that were just about to produce. And they're little bitty grapes that start appearing on the, on, on the vines. And what often would happen was a little fox would sneak into the vineyard and begin to snatch away the productivity, the fruit of the vine before it could become anything. It could never reach its potential because the little foxes stole it away. You know, in our life, it can be little foxes that show up and start pulling away at the productivity of your life. Be careful. Watch out. Catch the little foxes. Don't let them eat up your productivity in life. The little foxes spoil the vines. The third and vital lesson and belief that we should have is that accepting responsibility results in rewards from God. When you and I accept responsibilities, it will result from rewards from God. Very important belief. Our God is a rewarding God. Our God rewards with blessing. And some of those rewards that he brings to us are rewards that will happen in the life that is to come. I'm happy to know that when I die, when I leave this life, that I'm going to another place. I'm thankful that when I die, I'm going to heaven. Heaven is a good place. There, therefore, I don't fear dying. I'm not worried about dying because I have a sense of what heaven looks like. I'm not worried about my eternity because I've been promised eternal life. I know that in heaven there will be great rewards that God will bring to us. But not only do we have rewards that will come in heaven, we have rewards that happen here on earth as well. Our God is a God of blessing. He is a God of rewards. He rewards people. See, a lot of folks think of God only as sort of keeping this big book in heaven that has all of your sins and all of your mistakes in it. That's the only book he has in the the hearts and minds of many people. He's always kind of recording the bad things that you do. And for some of you, he has multiple volumes of those books, right? Oh, yeah, they did something else bad. Write it down. Oh, there's another thing bad. Write it down. Another thing bad. Write it down. And so God is just keeping this long record of all the bad stuff that you do. And while God does see and know all the bad things we do, thanks be to God and Jesus Christ, we can be forgiven of those things. Amen? Okay? And the wonderful thing about God is that God blots out our sins. He doesn't just sort of says, well, I'll just kind of not look at that page anymore. He actually blots them out. He washes them away. They're cleansed. The, the book is cast aside by the blood of Jesus Christ. So our sins can be dealt with. But I want you to know there's another book that God keeps about your life. It is the book of the good that you do. See, it's not just don't think in terms of God keeping a record of your bad. God also keeps a record of your good because God saved you to do good things. Now, you don't get to heaven by the good things that you do. You get to heaven by putting your faith in the good thing that Jesus did. You can't earn salvation by your good works, but having come into salvation in Jesus Christ, you were saved to do good works. And when you do good things, God takes notice of it, and God rewards you when you do the right things in life. Every good choice you make, every choice you make to turn away from wrong and to do right, every choice you make to be a blessing to someone else, to serve somewhere, to give us something, God takes, takes notice of that. He, he not only notices it, but He records it and He rewards you for it. Our God is a rewarding God. He's a blessing God. 
You must then live in the anticipation that if I will take my daily duties and do what I ought to do every day, realizing that God is shaping me through it, and I submit to a shaping process as I go through my day-to-day living, and I pay close attention to the little things, because with God, the little things are the big things, then I know that if I will do that, that God indeed will reward me. Let's take a look at some scriptures that underscore this, because it's not just me saying this. It's the scripture, the word of God that says it. Listen to what Colossians 3, 23 and 24 says. Whatever you do, notice that whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Since you know, that's an important word there, that you need to be convinced of this. You need to have this down in the core of your being. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. In other words, if we, whatever we do, we work at it with all of our heart as working for God and not for human masters. We can know this. We can know that we will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. Listen to Galatians 6 verse 9. Let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time we will reap a harvest harvest if we do not give up. Have you ever grown weary doing good? All of us have. Well, I've been doing good. It seems like nothing good is coming from the good I'm doing. And God says, don't you grow weary in doing good. You keep on doing good. Even though you may not see the harvest at the moment, you keep on doing good. You keep on planting those seeds of good because there will be a proper time. There will be a moment of harvest in your life. That harvest may be in the, this, this world. It may be in the world to come, but you can pro- be promised and be assured of the reality that if you will keep on doing good, God will bring harvest to your life. Ephesians 6 verse 8, because we know, again, there's that word, we're confident of this, we are sure of this, we know that the Lord will reward each one for whatever good they do, whether they are slave or free. So the Lord says, be sure of this, know this, Jeremiah 17 verse number 10, I the Lord search the heart and examine the mind, notice this, to reward each person according to their conduct, according to what their deeds deserve. There again is the promise, Second Timothy. Timothy chapter 4 verses 7 and 8. Here's the apostle Paul at the end of his life. He's been serving Jesus for multiple decades. He's preached the gospel in many different places. He shared the goodness of God with many folks. He's lived out his life as a good testimony of who God called him to be. So he's done everything he's known to do. Was he perfect? No. But he was a man that lived out to the best of his ability the calling of God for his life. And he comes to the end of his life and he writes to his son in the gospel, Timothy, these words and says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Paul knew that he was about to die. He knew that it was almost over for him. And he says, I want you to know something about my life. I don't have any regrets. I have fought the good fight. That is every spiritual battle I've been in. I put my gloves on and I got in the ring and I fought the fight. I didn't give up. I didn't let the devil bowl bowl me over. I stood up and I stood strong every place and every time I was tested and tempted along the way. I put my boxing, my spiritual boxing gloves on and I fought a good fight. And then he says, I have finished the race. Paul had a race that God gave him to run. He said, I got in my lane and I finished my race. Listen, folks, God has a race for you to finish. 
And that race has a lane. You have to run your race in your lane. You can't run your race in somebody else's lane. You've got to find your lane. What is the lane that God has given me? To Paul, he was called to be an apostle to the Gentiles. He said, I got in my lane, and I stayed in my lane. The apostle Peter, he had a different lane. And the apostle John, John had another lane. But I had a lane called the lane of the apostle Paul, and I stayed in my lane and did what I was supposed to do. You need to get in your lane. Amen. Stop worrying about somebody else's lane. Get in your lane, stay in your lane, run the race that God calls you to run. Paul said, I don't have any regrets at all because I put my boxing gloves on and I fought a good fight and I ran my race. I got in my lane and I stayed in the lane and I have kept the faith. I didn't let the adversary steal the faith away from me. I have lived my life with no regrets. Notice this. Now he says this in verse number eight. Now that is because I've done this, now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge will award or reward to me on that day and not only to me but also to all who have longed for his appearing. Paul says because I fought the good fight every day I got up and I did what I was supposed to do I paid attention to my daily duties every day. I didn't live for tomorrow. I lived every day one day at a time. I fought the battles I needed to fight every day. I got in my lane every day and I ran my race every day. I kept the faith every day. I paid attention to the little things because the little things were the big things. I stayed in the purpose of God for my life. And so now I'm at the end of my life. I don't have any regrets because I know I'm about to leave this world and I'm going to the next world. And the Lord who is the righteous judge, I know this, he's laid up for me a crown. He's laid up for me a reward that he will award to me, not just to me, but to everybody that lives the way I have lived. Dear ones, I want you to know, if you'll live the right way, you'll be rewarded. If you'll live God's way, you'll be rewarded. There's a reward for living God's way. Are you with me today? Okay. There's a reward for living God's way. And the world would try to tell you, oh, you don't get anything for serving God. Yes, you do. You get something for serving God. You may not see it all here, but I promise you, there are rewards that are, there are heavenly rewards that are laid up for. Some will come here and some will come in the life that is to come. But I promise you, it pays to serve God. Okay. It pays to serve God. Jesus, as he gave the words to the Apostle John in the book of Revelation, the last book of the Bible, last chapter of the last book of the Bible. With this, I'm just about done. Jesus spoke something to every one of us. He's speaking something to you today. Last book, last chapter of the Bible. By the way, do you know the book of Revelation is the only book in the Bible that we're told that we're blessed if you read it? Didn't say you're blessed if you understand it. I'm glad because I don't understand it. Okay, so, okay. <laughs> So you're blessed if you read it, okay? So, hey, pastor, explain to me the book of Revelation. I'm sorry, I can't, I guess. I might explain parts of it to you. I can understand certain elements of it, but some is mysterious. So some of you don't understand it all. But the Bible says you're blessed if you actually read it. So we come to the 22nd chapter of the book of Revelation, and Jesus speaks something to you. So Jesus is about to say something to you today. Turn to your neighbor right now and say, listen closely. Jesus is about to say something to you. Go ahead and tell him. Say, Jesus is about to say something to you. Listen closely. Jesus is about to say something. So let's see what Jesus has to say to us. Revelation 22, verse 12. Look, I am coming what? Soon. That's the first thing he says to us. Look, just remember. Keep your eyes open. That's what look means. Keep your eyes open. Don't fall asleep. Be aware of the fact I'm coming back soon. We'll say soon. Jesus has been over 2,000 years since 
since you, you, you died and rose from the grave, went back to heaven. What do you mean soon? Well, soon is soon. Soon is soon. Because a day is like a thousand years with the Lord and a thousand years like a day. We don't know when Jesus is going to come back again, but he's made the promise. And I will assure you of this, if he promised it, he will do it. He promised he would come the first time. Did he come the first time? He was born in Bethlehem. The angels announced his birth. We know that he came the first time. And he's also said, I'm coming again. So I promise you, if he fulfilled the prophecies relative to his first coming, he will fulfill the prophecies relative to his second coming. So the first thing he says to us is, look, be aware. Open up your eyes. Pay attention. I'm coming soon. Now notice what else he says here. Remember, Jesus is saying something to you today. He says, my reward is with me and I will give to each person according to what they have done. Jesus said, I am coming soon and I want you to know something. I'm not coming empty handed. When I come, I'm coming with my rewards and I'm going to find you and I'm going to find you and I'm going to find you. And when I come back in, I'm going to give you the rewards that are due to you because you've lived your life in a way that has honored me and you've, you've made the right choices. You've done good things to bless other people. And so there is a reward that comes from Jesus for serving him, loving him, obeying him, living a life that pleases him. Yes, God is a God who rewards his people. It's hard for us to even imagine because he's already rewarded us so much. Heaven alone to be enough reward, wouldn't it? But that notwithstanding, Jesus says, I have rewards that I bring with you when I come back, bring to you when I come back again. Perhaps as you have been listening to today's broadcast, you felt a stirring in your heart, something that reminded you that you need to get something right in your life with God. The first way to start in that journey with God is to open your heart to Jesus Christ, to make him the Lord of your life to turn over all your life to Him. And that begins with a very simple prayer. I want to lead you in that prayer right now. And it's a prayer that you can pray right where you are. Say these words, Jesus, I invite you into my life today to forgive me of all my sins. I need you. I want you. I want you to take charge of my life. Be my Lord and Savior in Jesus' name. Now, if you just prayed that prayer with me, I want to encourage you with a promise from God's word that says, when we call on God's name, when we call on the name of his son, Jesus, there is salvation that is brought to our lives. He changes us from the inside out. And the Bible says that if any person is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. And that's what's happened to you today as you've opened your heart to Christ. Let me encourage you. You need to take the next step. The next step is to make sure that you get into a good Bible-believing church where you're studying God's Word. And make sure you get a copy of God's Word and begin to read it. Spend some time each day in prayer. You've been listening to the teaching ministry of Practical Living with Dale O'Shield, Senior Pastor of Church of the Redeemer in Maryland. If you would like more information, please visit our website at church-redeemer.org. May God bless you and make you a blessing. This is Michael Medved. I'm here with Mike Stahl from Health Markets. Help. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.